Thanks for tuning in to LGR Reviews on the Let's Get Ready Network, the place for coverage of all the things you love. On this feed, we cover movies, TV, video games, and more. If you're interested in supporting the network, you can subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash LGR underscore network. And please leave a rating and a review of this episode. Enjoy the show, everyone. How's everybody doing? Just like to uh, give all the thanks to the patrons out there to allow us to be doing what we're doing. You know what I'm saying? Helping us out and everything else. Also, going to pull up this because uh looks like their writers may not be on strike anymore, but the uh, actors are still on there. So we're recognizing the fact uh, we need them out there doing their work to be able to talk about these different shows. And with that being said, the cast is back. We're going live for the first time in a little bit. Was able to do this, get hooked up on a Wednesday night, just one day after Ahsoka, and talk about the Ahsoka series. So we'll go around the horn like we've been doing a couple times, and we will start off by saying like what you thought about uh, this particular episode, and then afterwards we'll bring in the whole entire series. But uh, Snart Man, let's start with you. Uh, I thought the final episode was okay. Uh, there was parts that I didn't like, but there's parts that I really did like. So I'll say that the parts that I really did like outweighed the parts I did not. But there's some confusing bits for me. Uh, I think there's been confusing bits for the entire series for me. But uh, th like this one shouldn't have been. There shouldn't have been a reason why I was confused on this final episode. But uh, it, you know, it is what it is. Uh, I don't know how it sets up, like we were talking about before, for a trilogy i do think it needs another series but we'll we'll see i yeah it was fine it was a you're was obvious, and i'll set the table on like snark's uh kind of reaction and stuff like that because snark didn't watch rebels so he knows nothing about these characters coming in blind at all periods so like there's some things that he may or may not get that others that watch the cartoon series uh gets and understands a little better so like he actually asked us a bunch of questions uh, most of the time, and I was about to like send it to Danny, but Danny walked away for a second. The cat is attacking the bread. Okay, oh cat God. attacking the bread can't be having that. Uh, my cat attacks bread no. too. I don't know what is up with cats and bread. I don't know. I, yeah, yeah, I don't know either. Like, I don't, like, don't ever really eat it, like... they just attack it. I don't know, maybe it's because it's soft or something like that, but anyway, mm. Danny. Mm. Uh, your first overall thoughts, like I said, we are going to talk about the series as a whole later. Right now, it's just about this episode. Let me know what you're feeling about the episode. Look, I think the episode was a solid ending. Look, I am very critical over Star Wars over the last almost 11 years. Since the Disney buyout, I'm not a fan of the movies. Uh, I know we could argue about as yet. I've at least been cinema seen them like being the mess in terms of filmmaking. Uh, and I have my reservations about Mandalorian and stuff. Usually I tend to think that Obi-Wan is a little better than people try to say. This being said though, I do think this is was a solid ending for a for a season that was very good. Mm -hmm. Most all Star Wars uh, episodes throughout this live action series had one or two 
fillers, stuff like that, or things kind of being rushed, things going out of a way, like Boba Fett. And I think this series did a good job. Like, maybe because the quality of the series was surprisingly very good following the disaster that was Mandalorian Season 3. Not disaster, but very bad. Yeah, I do think that some good. people, I, I believe that some people had some expectations a little bit more than they should for this ending. And this ending does what the, it was supposed to do. It wraps up the story, gets a cliffhanger towards the second uh, season that I, I wasn't expecting that, and also sets up the Filoni movie. But I, I said it before in the series that maybe they, they shouldn't have announced the Filoni movie uh, before this, the series ended. I think it would be more surprisingly for people, but I think it was very good. I think it was very good. If it's great, if it's perfect, I think it, it has to have some time to age. Like, I don't think people are letting this series age that much, you know? Like, but at least compared to early Disney Star Wars, like, I'll take this series over basically any of the movies, to be honest with you. Uh, I will uh, push back a little bit against that last thing because I actually really enjoy Rogue One. I enjoy Solo for what it is. Like I said, I look at it as just being like a little action, you know, movie swashbuckler, you know what I'm saying? So like, mm -hmm. I kind of like that. I kind of like Solo being that. It doesn't have to be the greatest movie in the world. It's just something to go have fun on and it accomplishes the goal to me, right? And we even got like that surprise Darth Maul ending at the end of that movie, which I thought was going to go somewhere, but because of fans, that's not going to happen most likely. But uh, I think The Force Awakens is an okay movie, fine movie. I don't think it's super great, uh, especially when you look at it from the point of perspective afterwards. I think when you watch it in the theater the first time, it was really cool just to be back in Star Wars after a very long hiatus. And then, uh, you know, a year or two after the movie's out, you kind of realize like, ah, oh, man, that's just a cut and copy paste job. And uh, I, I think The Last Jedi is way better than what people think it is. Now, I do agree with almost everybody out there. The Tango Rise of Skywalker. Cushion. Listen, I agree with almost everybody out there. The Rise of Skywalker was some poo-poo garbage. A couple of it cool moments in the film, but nah, it was not put together very well. Um, but with that being said, this particular episode, and uh, we did an immediate reaction uh, like right after we did our watch-along with the Patreons and stuff like that, which is on the channel too. So it's just a few minutes, not very long, but it's just our immediate reaction. We had just watched this uh, episode and everything else and set our thoughts and some of my thoughts uh, remain to be the same, okay? I overall like the episode. I enjoyed it. I think most people that are Star Wars fans should enjoy it, just have fun with it, whatever. Now, that being said, two of the biggest stars of that show to me was uh, Shin and Balon, those two characters, and R.I.P. Uh, Stevenson, uh, because I kind of just feel sad he didn't get to see, like, his the show come out and people's reaction to his characters. I think almost everybody's being positive to his character. And it's not just because, you know, there's a tragedy involved. Everybody's being positive, like just because he acted good, like he played the character very well. Uh, and most people agree with that. So it's kind of sad that he's not being able to see all those reactions and stuff like that, or even yeah. progress his character further, because obviously this character was meant to go further than what they did in this first season. Mm -hmm. And because of that, I, it felt cheap to me that him and Shin, these two characters that I kind of grew to like, I, I liked them from their opening scene. Like, I think that's one of the coolest openings to anything in Star Wars in a little while where them two characters come up. She walks past right. him. He's trying to be cool and diplomatic like he is. And then he has to do his thing because that guy just won't, don't want to listen. You know what I'm saying? You don't 
Oh, just I listen to the guy in the cloak, okay? Mm-hmm. The guy's wearing a cloak with a beard. You just shut up and listen, okay? That's all it is. That's all, mm-hmm. it, all it needs to be said. That guy kept running his mouth, so Balin had to take him out. That was a really cool, like, intro to the series, I thought. And it set them characters up. And then the very last episode, we get them for, like, if you put their things together, it was probably 15 seconds total. Maybe, yep. I mean, seriously, like... And to me, those two characters build up so much and I come accustomed and grew to love those characters. Like I'm interested in seeing what those characters do uh, for that to happen. Kind of was a downer. Not, not, not going to lie about that. Uh, there's a couple other things that you could say. I was iffy on Sabine, but I rationalize it in my head. I'm not going to be like these other idiots and just go out and want to complain about something uh, because they'll just like overboard it. Like, Oh my God! Now she's the best Jedi ever. She can help a guy do a super jump, like and all this bull crap that people like to say. That's just stupid. Okay, let's don't get dumb. Now my criticism was, as I was kind of seeing it, and I was like, "Hold on one second, man. She just learned to like be able to pull a lightsaber in her hand. Now she's gonna like yeah. help this guy jump." But yeah. if you really stop and think about it, it's not a bother to me anymore because I'm it's the myself, same fucking thing. Yeah, yeah, but I'm. But yeah, yeah, true. But but it's a it's a little bit different. But tr- I, I agree with you, Danny, a little bit. But once you stop and think about it for a little bit, you go, I'm thinking to myself like, well, for one, Ezra's strong in the force, so he's like helping out with this job, right? He's doing the jump using his own force powers. She's just kind of helping him out, and technically she fails, but he, she kind of gets him close enough to the ship that he possibly because you don't see it. But I'm assuming he maybe grabbed onto something, like he barely missed the platform, but then was able to grab onto something and then. Uh, force mm-hmm. jump his way up there now in that scene that to me is totally fine right i rationalized it in my head i'm like i i i stopped and thought about it was like okay i have no problems with that that means sabine really didn't do anything great like some idiots out there on the uh, x or twitter whatever you want to call it, it's going to be saying idiots. but my problem with that scene is you got two stormtroopers <laughs> that are being led by one of the greatest military minds known to man, especially in Star Wars, possibly in villain history, Thrawn, okay? And these two guys just sit here and watch the dude slow motion jump all the way from one platform, trying to get on the ship and not even fire one time. They just stand there and look at the guy. I got more of a problem with that. I mean, come uh, on, bro. Nah, like, nah, nah, can nah, we get I a couple of shots? Nah, nah. No, or no, can they sorry. have done something where they shot at them and they had to take cover because you know they're getting well, shot at or something? Stormtroopers being stupid has always existed in Star Wars, and Stormtroopers are going to continue being Listen, stupid. Listen, man, I'm tired of this disrespectful. The Stormtrooper has been one of the most <laughs> no, iconic characters look, look, in Star Wars history. Look, okay? I see and, I see too much people cutting slack. Like, look, if you're going to cut slack to uh, the the written like how Ray was written, and if you're going to cut slack into Last Jedi or even Solo and stuff like that, I'm sorry, you, people need to pick in Sabine. Sabine was developed her whole Jedi arc. We can discuss if that was necessary or not, but at least what we got it, it was way more developed than Ray was. No, I totally agree. Years. I totally agree. Like I said, so like, I'll, it took on the last episode for her to use the four. No, it took to the last episode for her to use. The most basic force power ever, yeah, yeah, and I then agree. like, and she does a little, like she does a little push, like that. That's the thing that I'm kind of pissing me off. Is that this series, this series and Ender, has been better. The Mandalorian season one, 
Because Mandalorian season is not as great as people think. It's half great. Half of the season is great. I I enjoyed it. I thought it was a good story, but go ahead. Uh, No, but like there are four of those episodes that are very like mediocre. Yeah, but that's season two. Season two. Season two is way better. Difficult to to discuss. Season three was worse. Like and Ander, Ander is also its own thing. Like people think that Ander is all this great thing. Ander doesn't even touch about force and stuff like that. It doesn't touch legacy characters. Obviously, going to be an easier story to read, yeah. even though it's a very good reason why I think Tony Giroy is up there one of the best Star Wars writers at the moment. That being said, like what is kind of pissing me off with people is that now they want to be overcritical of Ahsoka that actually throughout its entire season has been very consistent in terms of quality, but for all the other projects, like they cut some slack. Like, I, I think people are not being totally fair. I'm not saying that this episode is the greatest thing that we ever got in Star Wars or anything like that, but like it was, it did its job and did its job pretty well. Yes, I would agree with you. I think Shane and Balin kind of didn't got the end that we wanted. But that's also because this, this episode, like the, the purpose of this episode, besides getting Tron back, which is basically the purpose of this whole season, is to set up two things. One, it's actually set up in a story that maybe is going to continue in the series, that it is on this new galaxy, on this new planet with Ahsoka, Sabine, Bill, and Shin stranded there. Which there's a funny hint what it might be about that I wanted to talk by the end. And another thing is to set up the, the Tron War that we're going to get in our galaxy uh, with as we're coming back when with Tron coming back. Like... I think it does its job for, like, if the series is supposed to continue, like, it seems that it will, it did its job. It read up the story, yeah. made a cliffhanger for, for stars, and then made a cliffhanger, like, and set up a movie. Like, right. But what I started a discussion kind of on accident because I was still kind of going over my overview of the, uh, the, the thing because we can get into more in depth topics. But the only reason why I brought it up is because you guys know I said episode after episode after episode when we did these reviews, and I was able to join you because I wasn't able to join on the last one. As I was watching Sabine, because I didn't want Sabine to turn out to be, oh my God, like this real powerful person with a force, because I don't want it to overshadow her Mandalorian, you know, that she has, right? Like I don't I don't want that to be I overshadowed. Did it. You know, that's what I'm saying. I when I first saw it, I was like, ah man, I was kind of iffy on it, like I said, but I rationalized it like a human being should and was like, hey, no, nah, actually, that's not that big of a deal. She didn't really do anything. Uh, super impressive here so like i'm perfectly fine with that right so the there and, and then there was just like a couple other things i felt this episode was rushed i thought it would be cool maybe we saw balin like climbing up to the end of the statue and not just being up there even though that wouldn't be super like entertaining to a certain point it would be a little more dramatic like hey what is he doing and then like as it pans out you know like then you see like the statue of the mortis father you know what i'm saying like and then you're like oh crap like this is what he's doing uh maybe shin like has to do something or whatever and she goes back and maybe there's some a little bit of dialogue you know with her and 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 those like guys that she's hooking up with right so like maybe uh something happens there a little more and then there was like one section in the episode uh i talked to adelia and them about this too is like bro right the the ezra part at the end Okay, how does this dude get on that ship? Mm-hmm. Almost no, that we we get no, like he just shows up in a ship, a shuttle that he steals from them, that we see nothing of, right? That don't show us how he did it or anything, right? So, and that, 
and gets off the ship with a stolen shuttle. And again, Thrawn's the freaking guy, the admiral of this ship. It seems like they should have some sensors or something. Like they know one of their ships are leaving. It like, feels like but maybe, but but maybe in my head, right? I can say, well, maybe this was like a reconnaissance ship that was supposed to go out. He like knocked out the pilot or whatever, threw him out, and then like took the ship. So it was a ship that was supposed to leave anyway. So, but you could have did that if you would have just but, explained that a little bit. But also, he comes out after landing on like home one, or at least one of the ships that was around home one there, and he lands. And he comes out wearing full regalia of like being a stormtrooper, right? Like, which is a classic Azerbit, actually. Kind of, yeah, but it's like, yeah, bro. Like, no, no, but you're saying that the entire episode was right. No, the entire episode was right. I would agree with you if you're saying that the epilogue part. So let's break down this episode into the three classic arc. You have Act One, Act Two. I didn't actually know prologue, this, Act One, right. Act Two, Act Three, and Epilogue. Don't, yeah, yeah. Like only the epilogue, only the last five minutes of the episode was a little bit rushed. But like this is this is not. I, I do uh, agree. I will. Hey, I, I I will agree with you on that. Like, uh, that those like yeah, yeah, I agree. Those last like five to ten minutes of the show was like, oh, we have to show Balin. It feels we like her. the epilogue. We it have feels to show like Shin. We show her, and then we have to get Ezra off the ship back to his homeboy so we can have. Her him and uh Hera meet again or whatnot right so like we have to do that but they do it in 10 minutes it's like bro spend a couple extra more dollars you already spent a lot of money you know a couple more million ain't gonna hurt nothing to like just elongate that just a little bit Why all right well, 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 that's not going to say he is I, going I, to yeah i just wanted to say like it feels like there should have been a ninth episode and that they made it and then they decided to scrap the whole thing except for the last 30 seconds there's enough there that they didn't uh, no, know. No, no, no. Could I have think, had an I entire other episode. You could say that there's more ten minutes of material. That would be about an entire fifty minutes episode. No, this is tied. Look, this is not a problem with Ahsoka. This is not a problem with David Florence Right? This is a problem with fucking Disney Plus. Yeah, actually, no, it's, streaming. it's amazing. It and, is amazing that actually this series has enough pace. And look at all the. Freaking four yep. series that we got from Marvel. Look at all the series that we got from fucking yeah. Star Wars. Look at fucking Boca Boba Fett. Look at Mandalorian season three that we just got in the beginning of this yep. year. Like, I understand the five minutes, maybe not the most well paced reason of editing. Like, me as an editor, filmmaker, I would totally agree with that. But, like, this is the level of nitpicking that we're having compared to the bullshit that we got from Star Wars in the last few years. That is something that is kind of pissing me off. Like, I saw a bunch of people ca uh, creating. Cutting like for Ray, cutting like for the the monstrosity that was uh, Rise of Skywalker, all the buffoonery of Last Jedi. I'm like, now you guys complain because you didn't get like five more extra minutes of a series that's possibly going to continue. We have to pick sides, guys. We're either going to pick sides with the people that hate Star Wars, anything Disney Star Wars does, because they are these people. They just hate Star Wars because they hate it. I, I don't think we should pick. I look. I don't think we should pick sides, Danny. I think there should be no sides. Mm -hmm. We should just be honest. And the problem that I have is people that are super positive. Everything that comes out is the greatest thing in the world. Like you know, and, and everything else. Like I have a problem with those people, and I have a, certainly have a problem with the people that everything that happens is the worst thing that's ever seen. Listen, there's none of these Star Wars shows is the worst show I've ever seen. I guarantee you I could pick a bunch of damn shows I've watched 
that were freaking god awful terrible. Okay, like look, they, 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 maybe bookable if I. That would be like the worst one, but I can still pick shows that I've seen even on regular TV back in the day that were more terrible than, say, the Book of Bubba Fett that we got, right? Like, I'm just (laughs) saying. And Adelia says that Ezra stole Balin's ship, but here goes the issue that I have still is that Thrawn is this leader on this ship, right? And, like, uh, anyway, Thrawn's the leader on the ship, and... So they always see, knows when things come in and go. Like they all they have the sensors that always see things that come and go. Maybe, yeah. Uh, maybe we could also say that uh, maybe going from one end of the galaxy to another galaxy uh, kind of wears down the ship or something like that. I don't know. Like, all for that, I thought it was just weird. It was just would have been nice seeing him actually take it, I think. No, there was a couple of missing scenes cut up with the cutting floor. You can totally see that. But the, my problem is, is that I, I'm not saying that you just but like that's something that, that I saw in the X verse, the Twitter verse, that like people are trying to pick up like those little pieces of stuff. <laughs> like, did you guys even watch all the televisions? Like, there are some, all the televisions that got ruined about that finale. They had this, is where I'll agree. this is where I'll agree with Danny with. My problem is, is the people that don't take the series as a whole and they see those last 10 minutes like danny's talking about that you can not even the episode right right but you take right right like so you take those 10 or 15 minutes at the end of the episode on the final episode and maybe it's not edited as good like danny you miss out a little bit whatever right so like that part feels rushed and then you say oh the season's garbage it's not the season ain't garbage okay neither is the episode right Neither is the episode. You, you can't like say, "Oh, this episode wasn't so great because you didn't like the like five minutes or like the, the, the look." It wasn't the greatest. The, here's what I'm saying. Like I said this in my beginning of my what I um, when I began talking, because the series was so good throughout its entire run. It was good. It was very good compared to a lot of stuff that we got. Very good. A lot That's of you had. Is- a lot of expectations, like well, it always happens to Star Wars, that maybe we're going to have this biggest surprise and plot twist and stuff. It's not like how this, like this is what the 15th series that we got from this plot. That's not how it works. Like the problem of runtime, the problem that this episode should be longer has been in the voice since Mandalorian showed up. That was I, the first Disney series that we got, and it may All be where them. they put things. It may be where they put things at too in this episode, like. Maybe they should have, like, instead of there at the very end having the little short Balin and Shin thing, maybe they should have put that somewhere in the middle, right? So it doesn't feel like, oh, crap. Like, I was looking at the time of the episode and was like, oh, man, the episode's about to end or whatever. But it was like, maybe if they would have put, like, Balin, like, getting up on that statue or whatever and showing that more towards, like, the middle, like, so it feels like, oh, shit, that's what he's going to do. And then maybe you show Shin showing up and it's not uh, something at the very end that's happening. Maybe that could have made it a little different. But like I said, I'm not hating on the series or hating on this episode because of that. I enjoyed most of it. And another thing that I saw that was like a criticism was some people trying to act like uh, the fight scene choreography was garbage. Now, I ain't going to sit here and say the fight scene choreography in this episode or any of the episodes so far has been like super gold you know what i'm saying deserves like a statue at the emmys or something like that i'm not even saying that but the scene like that's garbage did you guys not watch the prequels when obi-wan or even like anakin or even qui-gon jen on the first movie 
was like going up against the battle droids and how they were just moving their lightsaber almost didn't make sense, but they were still blocking every freaking shot. I actually heard somebody. No. I heard somebody out there complaining of like Look. how that looked, and I'm like, bro, every Star Wars movie ever with stormtroopers shooting at Jedi's, they look just as good. Maybe they moved a little slower, but maybe that's the way they do things. It doesn't yeah. matter. I'm just saying, like they literally in the prequels, like everybody loves, or even in the original trilogy, like when the stormtroopers yeah. or something was coming at them and like shooting a bunch of like blasters at them and everything, like the stu- like the Jedi's would just blah, 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 blah. they would just move their lightsaber like this. They like block yeah, everything no. that's ever coming to them Look. and never get hit. And people was complaining about it. And at least Sabine is wearing best car armor, which we know is like super strong. It can block. We saw the Mandalorian show and anything to ever deal with a Mandalorian, they'll just throw their arm or something like that or turn their back to the to whoever's shooting at them for a second because it blocks the bolts. Look, come on, guys. Let's come be on, honest. guys. The original three, if it, it originally has one of its fill flaws for people that loves the original trilogy, it's, it's action choreography, okay? Like just poking sticks. Like bro, Vader bro, and Obi-Wan. Let's go the original lame. trilogy. Look, it's I love lame. the original trilogy. I love the it's original lame. trilogy. It got better than Pi. It got real better than Pyre. Like, the name here's the name, Nick Gillard. That's the name. Big Gillard was the stunt coordinator for the prequel trilogy, and he kind of created the eight, seven on eight fight styles that we have with the lightsaber that everybody knows, Jiu, Chin Chin, Xi'an, stuff like that. They don't have this guy anymore. They, for some reason, they, he's not involved in Star Wars ever since disembodied, like, which is, I think, is kind of dumb. Like, it was fine. <laughs> like the 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 fight that we had is so I, I didn't think I even like it. Like the the, the fight with uh Balin and Ahsoka in episode four and the fight between Ahsoka and Morgan in this finale, I think they were very good solid, you know. They they you're not going to have Duel of the Fate or Anakin versus Obi Wan episode three back because it you basically don't have the same no. guy back doing the stuff. Hold up, man. I ain't done this in a minute. <laughs> Listen to me, Cloud. Listen to me. All you idiots out there trying to talk about the fight scene choreography. Uh, oh, my God. How many shots can they block as a Jedi? Going, tell me. Tell me. In any series, any movie, even your original trilogy, where anybody with a lightsaber ever got hit with a blaster bolt. Ever. Actually, in Attack of the Clones, uh, one of the extras Jedi died. One of the extras on the side got hit. All right. Yeah. But everybody else didn't even get a scratch. Didn't even get a scratch. And then y'all going to talk about the fight scenes with Ahsoka and stuff, right? Like, for one, the one with Morgan in this episode was super great. I love the one back in Mandalorian season two. But here goes the deal. You're going to talk that trash. When the first ever lightsaber scene you ever seen, I'm going to look, I love the original trilogy. Darth <laughs> Vader is my favorite character. <laughs> I actually like Obi-Wan as a good guy overall. Mm-hmm. But it was two old men in the old folks' home trying to hit each other with their walking sticks. Yeah. Okay? Super slow. Oh, you look at me. There was no backflips. 
there was none of this like oh my god let's do the thing super great core it was like danny said it was like when i got off the airport and danny had a chopstick that he was trying to poke me with that's what it looked oh, like yeah. guys that happened. they didn't that know happened. what the hell they were doing and it was old men literally old okay literally like it looked like two grandpas out there trying to sword fight like seriously guys get off your eye horse and stop doing the stupid dumb no. Just reactions about these things just because you want to make up an excuses to complain. You want to complain about the last 10 minutes being a little choppy, being a little rushed or something like that. Fine. I don't care. That's what you got. You want to complain That's about honest. there's That's yeah, you want to you want to complain about like a couple of other little things. That's fine. I'm cool with that. But when you start just throwing out dumb, idiotic crap out there. <laughs> To like complain about when your original trilogy, that one you always kissing the ass cheeks of. Give me the more. Give me the more, baby. You know, like (laughs) Bubba Fett, Bubba Fett got knocked off a damn platform by a blind man, dude. Like some character that you held in high regard for like years, for years. And then you complain you finally got a show called Booga Bubba Fett. Like, you know what? And listen, just <laughs> shut the hell up, man, because some of you people don't know what the hell y'all talking about, man. Luke Skywalker kicks a guy from 15 feet away. And listen, you can do your head cannon fixes all you want to. Oh, it was a force kick. Bullshit. They didn't even know what a force kick would have been like when they was doing the original trilogy. It was literally a screw up. And then some people, oh, God, some people, for God's sakes, let me tell you right now, some people out there complaining because in one of the final scenes, when Ahsoka sees that force ghost of Anakin that people love and everything else, like mm. it's standing there. She has both their lightsabers back. Guess what? Things happen. The editor it's guy not, it, didn't it, notice it. The editor didn't notice it. Didn't, she had, didn't, she had didn't both remember to take again? it out. No, no, she had both lightsabers on her. I get it, but it was a mess up people. Guess yeah. what? There's a guy in the original trilogy running out of a room with a damn ice cream maker. You know what I'm saying? Like, listen, people mess I'm things up sometimes. I'm a stormtrooper. Hit his head. There's a stormtrooper that hits his head on the damn <laughs> wall. Yeah, exactly. Things happen sometimes, man. Your original trilogy isn't as perfect as you want it to be. How it's not dare wrapped you, up sir. in this nice little bow for you to open up every year when it becomes time and you want to watch a little Star Wars. It's got mess ups in it, bro. Incredible. It does, but I love it regardless that's the point man and the story that Dave Filoni laid out in the series the story that Dave Filoni laid out in the series was legitly good it's got good lore moments just like we can criticize the prequels but everybody always says you know what it's got mess ups it's got things that are wrong with it right like it and and we but we overlook them because you know why because we say man the lore was really good the story was actually good executed at times not as good as you'd want it to but at least the story there was good. The original trilogy story there was good. There was cheesy moments happening in the original trilogy, for God's sakes. But even with that being said, that's some of the biggest problems with the new Star Wars is that the lore wasn't super great. They didn't really add to it. They went back to the old stuff a little too much. They went back to these older characters a little too much, right? They should have made like this story leading into something that enriches the galaxy or whatever, and they really didn't do that. I think that's one of the biggest downfalls of the sequel trilogy. But with that being said, this series set up a cool lore. You got Balin standing on the statue. Now, even though I'm kind of angry that Balin was only in there for five seconds, he's standing on the statue with the father from Morthus. 
I'm like, oh shit, that looks cool. Okay. That looks cool, right? Like we get all these things and you everything guys, else. You guys have now talked up. about that twice. Like uh, to, I, I want to talk to, about this at the end because That's there's a deep dive into this. But like, I agree with just like, uh, unfortunately, of course, not just for Star Wars, but I think because Star Wars and there's a lot of emotional reasons why Star Wars resonate with people like this. Like the whole choreography, like nitpicking is the same thing of a guy that <laughs> picked up that extra Praetorian guard that didn't attack Ray in that three second shot in Last Jedi, you know? Unfortunately, like this is the, <laughs> This is the level of nitpicking that we have to do in a constant basis when it comes to Star Wars that I think actually uh, sheds away from the real criticism, the constructive criticism, you would say, that we actually should should talk about. That being said, though, like I think we talk a lot, a lot, like half an hour about the nitpicks. I think it's now time for us to talk about the good stuff, right? Uh, I think one of the first good stuff that that we got was. Uh, yeah, at least for me, was the whole thing with more Daphomir magic stuff that was the opening of this oh. episode. Oh, wait, I, I gotta tell you guys. So, I've been contemplating what's in the damn thing that's been loaded up that we had to, that was so important that we had to wait to get loaded on the big Star Destroyer. Mm -hmm. I thought it was just these dead people they were gonna bring alive. <clears throat> not anything important, basically making the zombie troopers or something like that, right? Mm -hmm. Which we did get to see in this episode. Really cool. Didn't really care as much for the stormtroopers that got back up because they were kind of dumbasses, like even before they died. They were dumbasses in death and after death, okay? Let's just put it out there, okay? I'm tired of the disrespect for stormtroopers, by the way. We got to get a group of stormtroopers out there that's whooping ass, okay? That's all I want from now on. I want... We need to do, you know, the Battlefront books, Danny. We need to do a movie or a show about the original Battlefront book that talks, and it has some kick-ass like stormtroopers that could actually do some jobs. The know, the campaign That's of the the second yeah, Battlefront, they, the, they, the they wrote a first. Book. Yeah, they wrote a book basically. Is that Vader, the game. Is it Vader but anyway, that one. Vader. But anyway, yeah. anyway, get off of that. But like, I really do just like think that those are like. Those aren't regular people. I don't even think that they're truly 100% dead. If you look at those like things mm. that they were pushing in there, they do look like coffins, right? Yes. But they have these like monitors and these little, you know, beepy glowing things or whatever that's showing something on there, maybe like vitals or something like that. Mm -hmm. I think this is some kind of cryostasis. One criticism that I heard from somebody made me actually think about this, and this is what I'm coming down with, right? I heard somebody complain that you have this big, world out there what they only had three night sisters they only had the three yeah. mothers like where's the rest of them they even had a big temple there there's only three of them mm -hmm. i actually think that inside of all those things containers that they were loading up were the rest of the night sisters in like a cryostasis and they're actually like loading them up and then when they get to dathomir that's why they're going to dathomir it's mm -hmm. not for only these three night sister mothers here that we saw during this uh season but those are all night sisters like maybe mm. maybe not even just night sisters but maybe some of you know like darth maul like the the actual brother the and everything the zabrax like maybe there's even some of them involved in there as well like in there they're gonna raise up 
And that's going to be like this army or whatever they got basically and everything else when they actually get to Dathomir. Because at the very end of the episode, that's the planet they were about to get on is Dathomir. Yeah. So I actually think that inside those things that they were loading up was actually like other Night Sisters, maybe some of the folks that look like Darth Maul at the Zabrax, like you're talking about, and like th that are going to awaken once they get there on the planet. Yeah, like uh, for, I mean, see that's not making like a confused face. So just to a re uh, quick recap, so you can understand the, the gravitas of this, is that Dathomir was considered to be the capital or the birthplace of this, this race, the, the Night Sisters. sisters. It was a matriarchy, so actually the women were above, were above the men, like Darth Maul comes from this and stuff like that. During the Clone Wars, the big, they have a, a big part in the Clone Wars, but they end up being killed, especially by Grievous, and the only big thing that Grievous actually does in the entire series. So they're te technically stinked by the time of episode three. So it seems like, and this is only being the, the biggest surprise of this series, that Tron made some deals with the Night Sister that he found in that planet. And maybe part of his plan is now to actually literally resurrect, like really repopulate the galaxy with Night Sisters. Uh, and I think that would be very, very cool because. Well, well, I wouldn't say the galaxy, to, but actually Dathomir. Like basically take yeah, Dathomir. Yeah, I that for me. Like, and because actually, I didn't catch this. I didn't catch this. I need to say this real quick. I don't think about it, but I didn't catch this the first time. But if you listen to Morgan before she leaves, Thrawn tells her for the Empire when he says she's going to have to go give him some more time. When Thrawn mm -hmm. goes to walk away, she actually like whispers for Dathomir. Yeah. She doesn't say for the Empire back, which would be the correct response. She actually mm -hmm. says for Dathomir. So she's sacrificing herself at the end to like give the Night Sisters a chance to get away. So that they can reclaim their home world of Dathomir, which I think is cool. Also, that whenever Danny's talking about yeah. Dathomir in the uh, Clone Wars, whenever they get attacked and basically uh, taken over and destroyed, uh, their leader was Mother Talzin in this yeah. show. The sword that comes out that's got the green glowy shit. That's actually Mother Talzin's sword. That's what the then it also appeared in in the Clone Wars. Is a yes. kind of sword that is formed by by magic and all this nonsense that we all enjoy. It's not the same design as the Clone Wars, but like okay, like who cares? Like no nobody remember the sword of Mother Talzin anything like that, which is fine because Mother Talzin was the leader, was this like supreme leader of the Night Season, and she gets killed actually in the comics because the remember Clone Wars was was canceled so they couldn't do it like the actual the actual storyline in animation but she does get killed by by grievous that like she she uh and maul team up and then dooku cds and grievous team up then there's huge fans she gets killed. that being said i think this is one of the first things that that I think it was very cool that yeah definitely doesn't seem that the night sisters or the magic or anything like that is just like fan service actually is going to be a part of the grand storyline i will i think this is the, the legit surprise that the series brought because i wasn't i don't think anybody was expecting this and i think it's a, a fine adjustment because for people that read the trump trilogy back in 1991 is that cloning was a huge part of that story like mm -hmm. yeah actually the, the the first book is tron uh, actually getting control of a, a clone facility from palpatine that's where he meets juris Kaboff and stuff like that i don't think that cloning is going to be a part of this story anymore like even though it kind of makes sense because of the whole palpatine thing in the city i think 
I think you're right. So I think the things that they're building on, one of the biggest complaints for the sequel trilogy movies has been the fact they didn't have a game plan. I actually think that a decent amount of this we're getting now, Mandalorian and stuff like that, like season three or not, but even with the Mandalorian and stuff, uh, it's been kind of game planned here. I think that we saw them trying to perfect cloning to bring back the Emperor Palpatine, right? But I think we're showing that that's failing. That's not good. It's not good enough, at least. Maybe you need some of that, but you're going to have to have something else. And what perfect way would be that something else would be the Night Sisters and their night magic to yes. be able to like do something to like help Palpatine like and... control. But I think that this is going to be the thing. If you saw whenever whenever Thrawn orders for them to shoot down on the big tower there, that was like their little like you know castle, I guess you would say or whatever. Them, yeah. them three mothers sure, sure. didn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Them three, them three mothers over there didn't really like it. They didn't like that order. They looked at him like a little weird. So I don't think these people. I don't think Thrawn and the Night Sisters are like best of friends as we want to think they are, right? Like to be honest with you, I, I I think there's some tension there. I think I saw a little tension. I think one of the Night Sisters, like uh, the the Night Mothers, was about to slap the shit out of him, but then like had to hold back. She knew like she couldn't do that right now. They had to get back home first. But like I do think that there is something there. I, I so I think that what may happen is is like Thrawn gets them to do stuff. Or whatever to a certain point and then there may be a breakup that possibly end up in the end causes thrawn's downfall right so yes he's made a deal with the devil kind of thing he thinks he has control and he does have control to a certain point because he's got the higher hand and then something's going to happen down the line when he's trying to do this or whatever trying to get everything together that causes them to be like hell no and then they actually kind of yeah. turn his, their back on him i could forecast that coming uh and I'm pretty good. Like you call me the in Nostradamus, you know what I'm saying? Like a Star Wars wow. here. Nobody call you Nostradamus. Yeah, no, no, me. actually, actually, like uh, because now you're basically the next thing that we're going to get maybe is the second season of this or the movie, probably the movie because it's already being announced. Like there are a lot of stuff that they're going to replace, like some story bits, some story devices from from that book to more canon. I think the night season comes into this. You could say that. Look, Palpatine, like, I hate the movie, but like Palpatine somehow got back with cloning and dark magic. So makes sense the Nazis would be involved in stuff like that, uh, based upon what was said in episode nine. Also, let's remember that uh, one of the biggest things on the Tron trilogy was that race that I forgot, Nogri or something like that, that he used, uh, he had an alliance with. But when Leia somehow turns in against Tron and Tron is actually killed, assassinated by like, he, he's like his bodyguard by the end of, of the trilogy. Maybe they're not going to bring this race back because that character that kills him actually show up in Rebel Season 4 and it was killed by the end of Rebel Season 4. So they're not going to probably redo uh, Rook. So there's not going to be, they're not going to redo the entire trilogy again. It's not going to be an adaptation. But you'd say that maybe they're changing from that species to the Night Sisters. I think that can be a possibility. Another thing that, uh, like, going chronologically through the episode that I really liked was that, well, Adam decides to have a lightsaber again, you know, uh, because he, you know, he would get killed in the last episode. And there was a good note. In that scene, not only because Kanan was a little bit 
more you know mention and stuff but one of the things that i didn't notice then but then i noticed like with the whole uh internet universe was that the lightsaber that he constructed is the exact lightsaber that Kim had i don't know if the whole thing's exactly but it's really close but the, i know the like emitter <laughs> that thing that's on the end is exactly like his exactly like it and it's blue so you can i know i know these things start to start you're laughing but i know these things as i built <laughs> i know I was, I was like oh yeah he also built one you're basically the olivander of the show like who yeah, exactly. the I, 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 I didn't care okay maybe not the exact 100 same as basic is like canon's lightsaber yeah. i think that was very cool like canon was a great great uh, uh character well, in rebels I, we all know that Frank priest jr doesn't want to go back but never going to go back into star wars anyway so I think that was a good like moment for. Oh yeah, for exactly. Rebels. Like no, no, I, I'm totally cool with that. Now I am gonna say here there are a couple of things, in, in a couple of moments, uh, I want them to get some writers that can help clean some stuff up a little bit because like, mm. like I, however they set this up right, mm -hmm. is I didn't care for we had one episode that wasn't that long ago, actually mm. I think it was an episode before this one actually, where. Mm you have Ezra being like, no, nah, I don't want the lightsaber. I don't really need it. My, my, mm -hmm. my friend, right. friends with the force, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then immediately, immediately almost in the next episode, as soon as he gets somewhere and gets the parts, he's like building a lightsaber. And so I think stuff like that needs to be checked on and then like spread out. I think like if he would have done that, like in episode two, but as the show progressed, he showed like, yo dude, I'm going to need a lightsaber. Yep. I can't just depend on the force completely. That would be something. But it was like super fast. Like him like, no, I don't need no lightsaber. And he's like a monk. I thought it was cool that he was going to be this new Jedi monk guy that don't need no lightsaber. He's just going to use the force. I thought that was a cool idea. You know, maybe he picks up like a regular weapon, like a bow staff or something and uses it a little bit. But like then the very next episode, as soon as he gets on the ship with some lightsaber parts, he's throwing I it. Think, I think like I at least interpret interpret that like he they before Soka show up they they kind of lost that battle you know Shin was going to yeah. kill them so maybe that's what changed his mind but yeah I would agree with maybe that's a, the one more that's scene the thing I'm talking about make... that's what I'm talking about with the writing I don't think anything there story-wise was like wrong I just think that like maybe explaining that maybe him having one scene of dialogue where he's like man you know what I let you keep that lightsaber because I gave it to you I didn't want to take it back from you but like I just noticed I might would have lost if I didn't have a saber. So maybe I still need a saber. Like some, and that could have been a funny joke thing that he could have did that was kind of funny. Like, man, I thought I was going to be able to like do things with just the force. Maybe I need a lightsaber as well. Like just one comment. Like it doesn't even have to be like more than two sentences that like kind of like showcases that. And then it like, okay. So like the very next episode when he's rushing to get a lightsaber together, you're like, oh yeah, it makes sense. Cause in the last episode, he actually mentioned that he's like, Look, I'm super good with the force, but like sometimes you need a saber. You know what I'm saying? Look, uh, yeah, I would agree that. Look, and we don't know if that was actually written. Like, we don't know if that were actually filmed. Unfortunately, in the, all this uh, behind the stuff, the Disney is very protective of them. But maybe they had it and they just just added, like they cut it. That yeah. being said, I think the 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 next like big thing on this episode was the what a lot of people I know was waiting for is for the first time in star wars canon canon not not legends and for for the first time in, in live action we have 
Zombie Stormtroopers, nice. Death Troopers, baby, the Death Troopers. You seem, you seem to be very, very happy about that. Yeah, it was Oh, yeah, great. hell yeah, Death Troopers, baby. I was waiting for it and waiting for it. And also they made the zombie sound, a couple of them, with the sound. Too. Yep. Like, yes. They didn't sound like that, that, uh, that Force guy or whatever that they fought in the beginning of the year. Uh, Bro, it's like perfect timing. This episode came out in October. We got Death Troopers now, the actual true zombie stormtroopers. Now, guess what? Halloween is going to be filled up with a bunch of zombie troopers, baby. Zombie <laughs> troopers. Uh, they're a name from their original expanded universe books would it be Death Troopers. There was actually two books that followed that kind of story where there yeah. was like a fifth or a dark side user that was like manipulating some kind of things and he ended up like basically making a, a zombie virus that started getting into these stormtroopers and making them all zombies. Look, look. Through. Now, if they did zombie troopers, the next big thing would be Raghus from yep. Sawtor and Kotor. That would be a nice one too. I've uh, already uh, heard some people thinking like I've already heard some people thinking that Asajj Ventress is buried on Dathomir. That because the Night Sisters can do this and the Night Mothers can do this, they're going to bring back Asajj. I don't think that's happening. I don't yeah. think they should do that. To be honest with you, I think it cheapens some of the story that she was part of when she was part of Star Wars. But like, yeah, I don't think this is cool. We can't just be bringing everybody back or whatever. Znak, do you have before we we continue? Do you have anything on your notes that we haven't touched upon about, about the beginning of the of this episode? No, we had talked about most of it. I think uh, uh, we really haven't touched talked much about Morgan Elspeth or whatever. Uh, oh yeah, not, look, uh, we all we all. And said is that, that is that thing too? Is like. That whole ritual does that do that make her like a like a legit night sister or something like that? Yeah, I, uh, I guess so. Was, she got yeah. a promotion. She got a promotion. It was kind of like yeah. she became a Jedi Knight, right? Right. Mm -hmm. That was kind of like their yeah. version of a Jedi Knight ceremony. Uh, she became uh, that, and uh, then she went out there. Listen, the actress, uh, her first appearance, I loved her. I thought she was a cool ass bad guy. She's she's different from the rest. In this series, I thought she played her role pretty good. The bad guys in this series completely, I'm going to be honest with you, did a damn fine job to me. I even yeah. liked the, the Thrawn. Home dude knocks the voice out of the park. Like, he sounds just like the guy who reads him in the audio books, man. Uh, last Mark name Thompson. Thompson or whatever. Yeah, Mark Thompson. Like, he sounds just like, I love that. I thought that he, mannerisms and stuff was cool. Whatever, everybody can complain about the dad bod, but guess what? You know what I'm saying? He's getting older now, so his metabolism ain't the same as it was. How dare they? But like, with that being Tron said, doesn't do much like physically. He's just yeah, it's not like he's touch. out there doing that. Nah, but technically, he would because now nah, like, he, he he knows, he knows he how to fight. Now, yeah, he knows yeah, how he to fight, but like everything else, so he knows how to fight. He knows how to Tron punch, but like Tron is uh, the, one of those characters that's just like standing and talking for the most of the yeah, part. Yeah, yeah. he's know? doing his thing. He's using his brain muscle. You know what I'm saying? He's not using his abs very much. But let's just get yeah. down to it. Like I thought, all the bad guys did super great. Morgan, super awesome character. Loved her till the time she died in this episode. Uh, I thought that like man, I was kind of hoping we'd get more with her, so I didn't particularly cheer when she died. But I thought she went out with a bang. She even did something I don't think anybody's ever done. Uh, and that's take she out, out a lightsaber. She took out a lightsaber. She took out one of Ahsoka's lightsabers. Now she's down to one saber. Okay. That was and that was she a has cool a move. ship. She has a ship full of lightsaber parts. She yeah, but it's not the same. Man. I'm I'm pretty sure she doesn't have the exact same kind of parts. Destroying a lightsaber doing a fight. Look, actually, this is one of the things that has to be talked about. The whole series. At least, like we could say that the 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 sequel studio has has problem with power levels, and this series almost did the exact opposite. 
I, I would say that even Ahsoka had her powers kind of a little bit nerfed because Ahsoka is actually very powerful. She actually defeated Darth Maul, you know. So she's up there. She's Anakin's apprentice. And if you look, like, Ahsoka was able to defeat Morgan in the end of the series. But like, look, let's get this straight, though, real quick. Because you, you try to listen, her, you can't count Maul as, like, this great uh, win. Because that dude got beat by everybody. He got punked out by Palpatine. I showed your ass that in the Clone Wars. Got punked out by Palpatine, which everybody. But it's Palpatine. It Not is Palpatine. even Yoda could defeat. Well, he got Palpatine. beat by like he got beat by Obi Wan like five times in a row until he finally killed. Until Obi Wan finally kills him, you know what I'm saying? And then he killed him in two seconds. Okay, and then. We got, which I was fine with. I'm not complaining about how fast he died. I'm just saying the guy died. Let's be realistic here. He got right. pumped mm-hmm. out by Obi-Wan the first time they met. Got cut in half, actually. Pretty much was left for dead. But then he somehow was able to survive that. But, like, he got beat over and over and over again. You know what I'm saying? So, like, he's not, like, the greatest thing to brag about. No, but you, can say, you can say that Ahsoka going up against Vader and Rebels and not actually just getting destroyed, actually holding her own against Anakin and Darth Vader, and even like to the point where she was able to, like, even damage his helmet. That's mm-hmm. something to like hang your hat on. That's something to hang your hat on. Yeah, but she would probably would die if it wasn't for Ezra and the world between. But I would say that I think the power levels in the series on some point, you know, like the fact that Balin survived two fights against Ahsoka and the way that Morgan's handled, I think it showed that they they didn't exaggerated that is true that is true we didn't take that into account william harold here showing us the ropes here because that is true like that's something that is something else i didn't like at the beginning of the season but see this is the thing you you can uh say your criticisms there's a difference between saying your criticisms and then saying like oh man this whole show was trash the whole show wasn't trash there was a lot of good things but i yeah it it, it, look when you go back and look at the i had to go back and look at it because i saw some people posting some stuff and when you go back and see where Qui-Gon got stabbed, he basically got stabbed in the exact same spot that Sabine did. I get it that Sabine was able to get help a little faster because somebody was there. Obi-Wan couldn't get help immediately for Qui-Gon because he had to, like, fight and uh, finish off Maul uh, before mm-hmm. he, before he could. But still, with that being said, man, I mean, Qui-Gon very much more powerful in the Force. So maybe he could have used that to, like, survive longer or something. I do agree mm-hmm. with that. It, it, it got that. Look, you you got to remember like you got to remember, like they should have just cut off a pinky or something, right? Or like I said, and like when we Actually, first watched the episode, they should have just like scarred up her shoulder, right? She gets hit in the shoulder. She was able to dodge it fast enough that her arm doesn't get cut off. She just gets kind of cut deep, and that you know she has to get whatever like you know done to her. But you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. No, hmm. actually, I saw thread of this that ever since Disney bought Star Wars, we never had a lame laws anymore. That's that's no. Sad. That's Nobody left. We saw heads getting cut off. This is what it gets me. Is how in the yeah. world can you make decisions like zombie that? Heads. See heads getting. We got a zombie head cut off. That mm-hmm. was fine. It was yep. fine for you to kill a stormtrooper. Like this is pissing me off every time I think about it. Man, I'm tired of the disrespect. It's just disrespect. One of the greatest characters. Like it, people cosplay. There's a 501st that goes around and help children and you know stuff. Dressed like stormtroopers all the time, all throughout the year different moments and big events and you're going to disrespect you put them in here and then come on man like come on like we we've got to stop it guys stop disrespecting stormtroopers i just want to see a show i want to see a show that's an hour long at least an hour long i want to see one show an episode of something where there's these regular stormtroopers 
and they just kill nice they just kill people non-stop non-stop <laughs> for like an hour getting their revenge on all the crap they've had to go through throughout star wars history but i will say this to women Danny children, over here. doesn't matter I, I do gotta say this look to the troopers the actual troopers that i gotta say something to you real quick <laughs> The thing that you said earlier, though, about maybe they edited something out. I don't want to hear about editing anything out when mm -hmm. a lot of your episodes is only 30 something minutes long. Now, if your episode now, if we had eight episodes and all of them was almost an hour long, then I get exactly what you're talking about. That's a lot of time. But if you're doing 35 minutes, sometimes 35 minute episodes and, and, and if you would have had another minute to clear something up and you decided to cut that, that's stupid. That's dumb because you're already got I, I, I totally agree with you. I I think that's, but actually, I don't. I I just think this is a broader problem. You know, that's not just of the series or Star Wars. Even I think this is a problem with Disney Plus. Like, I think Netflix series have structure better. The episodes, in my opinion, Amazon Prime series and stuff like that. Uh, so that that for me is a. But that's Anakin. And Anakin right, loves for one, he didn't get washed. He didn't get washed by everybody. All right, for one, okay, let's put that there. Okay. He actually did defeat some people, okay? And then two, we do know because of Star Wars lore, I thought this is one of the most overlooked things that gets said is Obi-Wan's talking to Anakin. And actually, it might have been Attack of the Clones. But yeah, yeah, it had to be. He's talking to Anakin, and he told Anakin, if you, you should practice, practice with, if you practice with your lightsaber as much as you practice like basically coming up with quips and stuff to say hmm. that he would be the greatest lightsaber duelist even Matt even actually, rivaling Matt Yoda. Sass talker. So that, it that was, was because, mentioned that it, was mentioned in the last episode with and I can say that you should it practice was. more than me at least. Yeah exactly <laughs> like he openly admits like so that was a downfall Anakin. He was already really good naturally and then he just kind of sat back on his laurels, man. He didn't like keep going out there and practicing. It should be. And even lifeless. then, like Anakin was probably the the best Jedi in that, you know, in terms of fighting. No, no, no. Yoda, Yoda would have whooped his ass. I mean, he, um, he cut off that. Obviously, one obviously, obviously Obi Wan beating. Um, uh, Obi Wan. But he is one of the most powerful. Like that's for sure. Like I don't think people. Like you could have a discussion with Yoda and Palpatine, and Obi Wan. Like I, I think Yoda, Palpatine, Obi Wan, and Anakin, they are kinda in the same uh, space. I would say that Yoda and Palpatine are one level above, you know. And I actually would say that Palpatine is actually better than none of them. It's actually one very one of the very cool things that, uh, at least one of the things that we felt is that. After a Jedi or a Sith reach something alive, they stop using lightsabers. You know, like Palpatine. Yes, he used light lightsabers in Clone Wars and Episode Three, but after that, he was just like a very strong force user. Yeah, Yoda's not going to pull out his lightsaber until it's proven. Like uh, him and Count Dooku, they're going back and forth, not using lightsabers or anything. And then he looks at uh, Yoda and says, "Well, it looks like we're not going to be able to, uh, you know, finish this uh, with who's more powerful in the Force." So I guess yeah. it's I guess it comes to the sabers because yeah. like basically like he's throwing lightning at Yoda and Yoda's able to use the force to like ball it up and send it back to him and then he's throwing shit at Yoda but Yoda's able to catch everything so they're not gonna they, they can't overpower each other with the force necessarily so they had to pull out the lightsabers but snart man anything else question wise though like do you have any questions oh uh, well a well, lot we of just, them were a lot besides, of them were besides the smartest things yeah besides the words you guys said you're gonna talk about that at the end. 
most of them were uh, answered. I had a question, and it contains, I guess it concerns the Mortis thing. Just, I thought that uh, Balin at the end was at like the Argonauts or something like that. When he was looking off, I thought for sure he would see uh, uh, Mount, Doom. Mount, Mount Doom erupting or something like that. I was like, oh boy, I think I've seen this before. But uh, I do have oh, a yeah. question with the bird. The oh yeah, but that's tied to with more. That that's tied to with more. So I want to say okay. one thing before I go into more this because more is basically the after this episode, like theory and speculation. I want to say something about Tron uh, about acting in a certain way. Like I do like Chin and I do like Balin. Like I really like Ray Stevenson. Uh, it really hit me hard in the last shot. That was the last we're going to see of him. I think that guy, unfortunately, uh, no, he did a great job, no. man. Did a gay job and and he's not here to see you know the the, the, the achievements that you had had the fruits of the labor. I think if he was around, he would even go even further. You know, like I think this was a good breakout moment for him in Star Wars. You know, like he would go as one of the greatest. Like I do have my reservations about Rosario Dawson as a Sokum a little bit, to be honest with you. Uh, uh, and I had my reservations with Sabine and Hera, Hera especially, you know, throughout the series. But I think they all came very good. I think Rosario Dawson's acting got better as the season went. I think Sabine the same thing. Sabine didn't have too much problem with it. It was more about the whole Jedi thing. Hera, for me, is up to be seen. She didn't do much in the series anyway, you know. So I'm kind of like, okay, just okay with it. As for me, the guy sold me. Ever since the last episode, I told this in the review, told me he really looks like uh, uh, Ezra. He really does. Kind of acts like Ezra bit. Kind of acts like him. Uh, then we have to talk about basically Tron. Like uh, Tron is a little bit tricky, in my opinion, because he hasn't existed for thirty years now. Ever since Timothy wrote in '91, and I know that a lot of people kind of haters like they never wanted uh, Lars Milkson to do the character in live action and I think I think they, these people are wrong to be honest with you uh, I think Lars Milkson did a phenomenal job in Rebels just with his voice and I think throughout this episode this last three episodes that we got to see him he actually did very good as live action Trump people think just because you're going to put Benedict Cumberbatch or, or any of of these people that it's always the go-to for Trump is going to be different. No, you're going to still have a guy painted in blue with red icon. Dude, I love the you fact know? that the voice actor was able to come in and play this guy live action. He's knocking it out of the park. You know, he's obviously doing the voice well. He's a freaking voice actor for it for Rebels. But, like, let me say this. Uh, they do need to get – listen, Filoni. Look, oh, I, I got – sorry, I got to do this Here one more time. again. Filoni. Yeah. <laughs> eye to eye, man to man. Oh, boy. I like you, man. I might love you, but I, I can't say that yet because it's kind of weird because we haven't met in person yet or whatever. We probably will More down the road. And then More it's going to be, we're going to hug each other. We're going to hug it. And, and uh -huh. it's going to be a good time, right? Like, just telling you. So I wanted to open up with a little bit of positivity here about you because, like, uh, lore-wise, setting up a story, I think you learned a lot from George Lucas, and I think you can uh, – take over star wars really and i hope you do and and, and carry it into the future and most of the stuff that's going to happen is going to be good starting out positive guys sure but one thing you ain't my friend you ain't a genius you know 
you're not, you know, maybe in some rooms you're the smartest man, but you're not the smartest man in a lot of other rooms, right? We need to go get one of the most intelligent writers known to man. Because this is the tricky part. You're dealing with someone like Thrawn, who is known to be one of the smartest people to ever embrace the Star Wars galaxy, to ever show up in it. So you have to have the person writing Thrawn and the things surrounding him pretty much be as smart as Thrawn would have been in real life, right? That's the only thing that I'm kind of worried about right now is that Thrawn is super intelligent. Now, I didn't think that they did anything to harm him in this season, even in this last episode, but Mm -hmm. I do think there are things that they need to clean up. But to do that, you have to have a very intelligent writer. that's That's only writing like his scenes and is only there to like nitpick the things that might not make sense for like a guy that's in charge Look. of a group of people to do, because there are certain moments in this show, in this last episode, mm-hmm. like that. I really liked the sending the two star uh, tie fighters out basically to go and like damage the ship. His whole goal is not to really kill him. Cause he knows he's going to lose more than he gains from killing him at this moment. Right now he's like, he doesn't have a lot of resources. Mm-hmm. So he has to be smart. I thought that was smart. Sending the two and that was shot that scene where he's like standing there, like by the bay and the two uh tie fighters drop down behind him and zoom past him real quick thought was really cool shot cinematic Mm -hmm. love that shot right but like so i think that was like a really smart intelligent thing to do i love the whole fact that he wasn't ever trying to destroy them to be honest until Mm -hmm. the very end there you know when he started he's like rained down hell upon them you know when they were trying to ride their things you know howlers in the middle of uh you know up underneath star destroyer uh and everything else like so but we understand that the characters got plot armor. They're not done. But anyway, uh, he's, I thought those things were smart, but like I said, I was kind of joking earlier, but it, to, to me, because we're dealing with Ron and I'm not the smartest man in the world either, but when we're dealing with Ron, I'm expecting him to be smarter than me. And like, I'm expecting also the troops and the people that he has to be somewhat smarter than your average troops mm. as well. Learning from them. So like, those stormtroopers that are just watching Ezra jump across the thing that took him like five minutes and not one shot, like uh, things like that doesn't seem the smartest thing in the world as far as like game planning and stuff are going to be nitpicked and they kind of deserve to be. So I think going further, because I think in this season, Thrawn was there just enough. He wasn't mm-hmm. there the whole season. Obviously we spent over half the season getting to where he was at. He was the MacGuffin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So like, Going forward, we got to have, we've got to have someone that is keeping an eye on all these things. Like, hey, we need to change this up a little bit. Thrawn wouldn't fall for this. We need to change this up a little bit. Thrawn wouldn't have this happen because that is the thing that you're going to happen. It wasn't enough in this season or any of these episodes so far to me to be like, oh, God. But I saw a couple of little cracks starting to form. It's like, well, mm, you got to be look, a little more smarter because you're dealing with is, the smartest man in the galaxy. Yes, yeah. Like, the whole thing with Tron is that, like, he doesn't have powers. He's just a very, very intelligent guy. I wouldn't say he's, like, a genius, but, like, he's basically Sherlock Holmes. Like, that, that's the thing that you go to. Like, we, but we can go to, like, we can go to regular Sherlock Holmes or, like, the Benedict Cumberbatch. Sherlock Holmes that almost was like a superhero, basically. Uh, 
here's the thing we talk about. I agree with you. People are going to be way more focused on Sean's mentality and strategy. They would be with any other villain because that's basically his power. Do we need to get the guy that created his character? But here's the thing. To be there at all times when Thrawn's involved? I think we do. I but think- here, no. But here's the thing. I, I would say this. First of all, I do think that people have a, a idea of Tron that is a kind of unrealistic. Tron loses tons of times in the original trilogy of books. Tons of times. Actually, the the, the first book begins with him losing. You know, he loses, and he dies at the end of the trilogy. So he's not like the best guy in the world. Like. Uh, uh, I do think the team at Zone because it is his baby does exaggerate Tron a little do you, bit. Do you more. think he needs to be? I think he needs to be there to, to catch team at Zone involved. Yes. I would like that. I would agree with you. I would like that, but like also, I think people need to be careful. Like, Tron is not like a superhero, you know, like he's, he's bound to make mistakes. He made a lot of mistakes in the original trilogy yeah, of books I, and the other trilogy of books. My point we're bringing it up though is like you said, he's smart enough. To be able to possibly defeat the good guys who have the superpowers that are actually superheroes. So he has to be really smart and intelligent to be able to handle that and almost come out with a victory. So that's my point is like, yes. we really need to have somebody there. Maybe but have I think, look, on. compared to Rebels, compared to Rebels, like uh, Tron was very regular in Rebels 3 and 4, seasons 3 and 4. He, this writing of the series was way better than the Rebels. Like it was a more mature Tron. Tron that didn't make a lot of mistakes. Yeah, he learned. And, and, and I think the monologue that he gets to Ahsoka in the end, like it's a very classic Tron moment. Like I knew who you master was. I know he knew of Anakin. He knew of Vader. He knew, and he knew that Ahsoka would do the same thing. And that's how he wins. Like Listen. this series ends with Tron winning. Like yeah. his main goal is to. Escape the planet. He and he says, "I don't care if they die or they get stranded in here. I just want to get out." And actually, that's how he succeeds. You know, like mm-hmm. he just makes her, like he just buy time and more time and more time and more time. And like actually, this is one of the first few things in Canada that we see from having like a major victory. You know, so but I agree with you. I do think it can get a little bit more spicy, a little more tasty. You know, they're riding on Tron. Listen to me. I'll say this. You know, like, it can be improved. But right. not like it's So bad. I think Timothy's, look, Timothy's on writes him, like I would say, better in the books. Because I'm actually listening to the first, like, uh, newest, like, Thrawn, like, the, in this new Disney era, the first book that Timothy's on did to bring back him into the thing. Mm-hmm. He writes him so good. He's so smart. Listen, I went to a Star Wars celebration. I got to bump into Timothy's on. Okay? Mm-hmm. Let me tell you something. The guy's smart. The guy, listen, no lie. This is not a lie. This is true story right here. The guy farted, and instead of, like, smelling bad, I saw an algebraic arithmetic, like, fucking equation just come out right out of his <laughs> That's how smart this guy is, dude. Very Straight few up. people can do that. Very, Very few people. people can do that in this world. And Timothy Zahn is one of them, man. The guy is smart. He smells smart, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, the guy is just, that's how smart this guy is. That's how He needs to be on board from here on out when it comes to Thrawn and what's going on around Thrawn. Like, I don't think he needs to pick the lore parts of it. Obviously, let Filoni do all that. But he needs to be there to say, hey, dog, Thrawn wouldn't do it like this. What do you need? But he, look, and, look. And Filoni would be like, well, I need Thrawn to lose at this moment. So how would Thrawn lose? And Timothy goes, okay, well, he wouldn't fall for this or he wouldn't do this mistake, but he might would do this, right? So, like, he, t- having Timothy there just to be like, okay, how would Thrawn fail here? By the times you need him to fail, 
and the times you need him to win, let Timothy tell you how Thrawn would do it. And I think that would be so, great and awesome and wonderful. Look, uh, just to recap, uh, Timothy Zone wrote the Thrawn trilogy here of the Empire, 91, 92, and 93. Then he made the Hand of Thrawn duology in 97, 98. And then he, by the time the prequels got out, he did he did another six books, and I know the Survivor's Quest and Outboard Flight in 2004-2006, uh, deal with Tron more like before episode one, and then he did the Tron series, the, the new Tron, the new Tron trilogy in 2017-18-19, and he just finished the Transcendency, which is like a Tron real prequel before the Star Wars movies in like 2020-2021 uh, uh, and last year. So he has written a lot of Tron books. Uh, and we know that he has been involved, you know, like there is even an interview with him that he said that he wanted to do stuff about Chon post Rebels, but Philon told him to not do it because he wanted to do stuff of it. So he wanted first the stars to come out. So then uh, Tim and Zong can fill the gap. So basically his relationship with Lucasfilm is that they're doing the major stories and then letting Zon do his own things, do his own gaps, introduce his, his own right, If you want to make money right now, you drop a Thrawn book that happens, tells you the story of what he's been doing on this planet until we got to see him in the series. What's your problem you're going to error, you, you drop that, you're going to you see? You drop that, boy, I'll tell you what, I will get on the corner. I would say even that. And earn some money to what? be able to buy that book. Yep. Wow. I would say, and you're we going told, to and, prostitute yourself for a book. Yep. And, okay, and look. It. I, I even tell you that I actually like the version of Tron that in this book is about like the Tron not being so that damn loyal to the Empire. Like I, I do like more his relationship with the Choose Ascendancy and stuff. And I don't think it's really going to get that in major Star Wars stories in, in books and TV, in movies and TV, unfortunately. But like maybe as the, the settled down, the, the series just, just uh, got over. Maybe Tim and Zong can be a little bit more uh he's been involved there's been talks you know he he was he was talked about with him before he was talking about it before series you know like no, but he did not like this is a lucasium problem you know like the, the lucasium doesn't treat its book writers in the way that they should that's the lucasium problem that i think disney's not correcting no I, because I totally not, I totally agree because Lost Stars should already have been okay for a show or a movie, possibly. Like, I don't like yeah. uh, and everything else. Uh, that's a great book. Like, I think that some of these political things leading up to the First Order could be very interesting. You got the Princess Leia book that covers some of that and everything mm -hmm. else. Bloodline. I think you could have did, yeah, Bloodline, for instance. You could have did stuff with that. And, like, they just, for whatever reason, don't want to look at it. Like I said, man. Uh, Kathleen Kennedy is not the greatest PR person, man, because, like, she'd be saying some stuff that'd be like, yo, dog. It's like, yeah, you know, like Marvel's got all this like uh, comic books and stories to like get stuff from and everything else, but Star Wars doesn't. What? Can it just? Uh, what? But uh, it, what did it, you just it, say? It, what? Like, bro, girl, uh, what? Uh, get out of here, man! You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it, it is being a dread, especially because like the whole reason why they blew up. Uh, the expanding universe was with the promise that everything would be canon and everything would have ties with each other. They have been doing this good when it comes to live action and an animation and now uh, movies and animation and now live action TV. I think all those three spheres of storytelling, animation, live action TV and movies, I do think they're they're getting better. 
especially the TVs, like both animated and live action, they have a good strong tie with each other. Not so much with the movies, at least for now, you know. But I do believe that yes, they are missing an opportunity to make the books more relevant, the video games more relevant. We are going to talk about that in a few days and stuff uh -huh. like that. Uh, that being said, though, like I do think that the writing of Tron, at least what we got in the series, is better than the rebels. I do think that the monologue at the end was necessary. I do think that the PowerPoint scene that we got in the last episode was necessary. Like people need to understand Tron and how it's different. But I agree with you, Justin. There is room for improvement. I do. I will say at the very end of the episode, whenever he shows up for Dathomir, I don't think they should have just showed up at Dathomir. I do think that some fans, like Snark, for instance, it doesn't realize how dangerous this guy could be fully, because like you don't see it a whole lot during this. But if he would have showed up, bro, and there was like a rebellion force that was just scouting out, like I'm talking about some of the big ships, not just you know some X-wings. I'm talking about mm -hmm. big daddies, and like he does like a couple maneuvers when he comes in and just destroys that fleet. And then people's like, whoa, oh shit. He wasn't even like in the good, like that starter story ain't even a hundred percent. Like that thing still kind of run down. Like that thing still got to be fixed. And all he's got is this certain things. He was able to outsmart and take this like crew out. Could have made him more dangerous for the fans like Snark. But with that being said, we covered Let's a lot of Let's go to the now. need and greedy. This is like double. All right. So I am going to Alabama because I look Snark's he's got now before 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 you go, Snark, what is your question about Morris? What oh, is do you know anything about it? Do you know anything about it? Hold on one second, Danny. I'm going to give him an Alabama breakdown of what's up. Oh, shit. All right, okay. so in the Clone Wars, what you need to do, just for mm. research, because you've already watched the season, you need to go to the Clone oh, Wars yeah. cartoon. You need to look up the Mortis ep the, the Mortis arc. Basically, it's like three or four Probably in season four episodes. I think on season three, actually. Okay. Probably but, season uh, basically, an overview is that uh obi-wan and anakin get the signal that comes out of nowhere and ahsoka, they go to, and ahsoka. right ahsoka's with them too but i i ain't getting in all that but anyway uh they get a signal they go to investigate they show up on this thing called mortis okay and uh they meet the father the sister and the brother okay the father the middle one was there to keep balance the sister was good. She was of the light side of the force. The brother was bad. He was of the dark side of the force. All right. So the father was there to keep the balance. Okay. The reason why they got the signal was because they had heard about the chosen one. Right. Uh -huh. You have, you have Anakin. He's supposed to be the chosen one that brings balance to the force. So they bring him there. Right. And mm -hmm. basically some things happen uh he ends up showing his power because he like uses the force to like hold down both the sister and the brother so he's controlling them so he showcases his power of being able to do that and then the yes. father's like can you replace me basically the father was looking for a replacement to step mm -hmm. in and be be the balance of the force take his spot right because he's getting super yeah. old been around for like generations and all this shit, right because they're like gods and uh anakin turns him down because he's got things to accomplish He's got things he didn't want to walk away from, turns them down. They leave. When they leave, listen to the music. Listen to the music when the ships finally leave in Mortis. Because mm. it's very interesting. All right. The the music. So anyway, that is what we're talking about. So no, in that no, scene no, no, where no, Balin, no, 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 no
just, just, you made a crap breakdown. No, no, right? you made a breakdown. this is simple. We're not trying to overload the guy. No, so like, no, no, no. There, no, there are some story bits that 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 that, that oh you that you missed. better be the most important thing ever. Yes, because that <laughs> that ties that actually ties with one of our question. After after Anakin basically refused the option, the son who is like basically the dark side god does some trick stuff and and end up like killing Ahsoka. That's the important part. It happened of killing Ahsoka, and the daughter sacrificed herself to bring Ahsoka to life. And the and the bird that you see in this series that you saw in Mandalorian and they has shown up in Rebels and Clone Wars. The actress name is Moria, and basically, it's always accompanied the daughter. And ever since the daughter sacrificed to to Ahsoka, now for some reason follows Ahsoka. Okay. Yeah, right. So in that by in the that end, scene, by the end of the arc, by the end of the arc, both the the son and the father died. So the mother's gods, the, that trio, by the end of their arc, they're they're gone, and somehow they're like, uh, yeah, yeah. So basically, they kind of die, but then you really got to look at it as like God. They're like God. So like they probably don't fully die. So that owl, that bird, whatever that you see, like going around Ahsoka's manifestation of the sister. We don't know what the manifestations of the father or the brother is. But the thing I was about to get to, though, is, is in this episode, you see Balin standing on the statue. That right. statue mm-hmm. with the finger pointing, that is the father. That's the statue of the father. Yeah. You can see the to one dude. side. Yeah, yeah. You can see to one side a statue that resembles the brother that's still kind of intact. Still like an old statue run down a little bit, but still there intact. On Boy, the right side, yeah, on the right side of that same scene. There's a like a statue thing that was completely demolished and broke down, which would have been the sister. Okay. Mm-hmm. So he's like pointing. It's him in the middle. He's still intact. The brother's still intact. The sister's missing. So what I take from that is that this guy thinks he's doing something good. Literally, he says he's trying to bring balance. He's trying to end all of this. He wants to bring perfect balance to where the Jedi and the Sith and stuff, all that crap stops going on. Yeah, that's his whole point. He told he tells us that earlier on in the in the series. Mm-hmm. He's standing there, but I think the sub- symbolism of the sister, the her statue being demolished and gone, is that he thinks he's doing something completely one hundred percent good, right? Mm-hmm. But what's going to happen is whatever he finds, whatever he does, ends up being something he didn't really want it to be. It ends up turning into a bad thing. And I think that is symbolized with the fact that the brother statue is still intact and the sister's yeah. ones is demolished. So he thinks he's doing something good. It turns out, or at least, you know, good as a whole. And it turns out to be something bad that we end up running into. So I do think he, that's what's going to happen with him. Yeah. So uh, he's doing something better for everybody, but it's not going to be that. Throughout the expanded universe, uh, there are those being called celestials, just like the Marvel. And then, when George Lucas created Morris, basically, yes, Morris, they are the gods of the Star Wars universe. That's the most fantasy you're going to get from it. The most like And this is, yeah, this is right. They are, right. They this are, is, this they is, are referenced as Morris well, they're gods. Created by, they're, but Danny's right, though. The biggest key here is they're actually created by George Lucas. This ain't some crazy stuff that, like, Disney or even Dave Filoni came up with. This is stuff that, like, actually yeah, George, George Lucas wanted to do. Right. Yeah, so they are the Morris gods. Since they're on the light side, the sun, dark side, the uh, the father, the balance, and the, the whole arc. Uh, here's the thing that at least there are some theories 
that people has touched upon, like people think that somehow the daughter is within Ahsoka. That's why the 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 bird Moria follows her. That would be uh, a possibility. I don't think she's within Ahsoka. I think she is the bird, though. Like obviously she has a presence, but she you know obviously it's different now because my sacrifice. Uh, I do think that the whole balance in the Force thing after Return Jedi is kind of tricky, you know, after Anakin died. Mm -hmm. But at least it seems like this the way that the series ends that Ahsoka's new journey with Sabine is to deal with this more Force thing rather than wars and stuff like that. That seems to be her future. That being said, though, uh, before the Disney bought... Uh, Lucasfilm. The last main storyline of books, I actually have one of them here, I forgot to bring it, was called The Fate of Jedi. That was written throughout the Legacy era, so 40 years after Return of Jedi. Uh, and that uh, story basically was Luke and his son, Ben Skywalker, having to deal with Abeloth. And I talked about Abeloth a couple of times in Algerian of it's not kind of everything I talk about throughout this series. That if you think about it, every single Star Wars villain falls into three categories the dark side force user, like Palpatine, Vader, Kyra, blah, 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 blah. Either is an imperial, an authoritarian guy like Tron or Tarkin, or is a criminal like Jabba, Boba, and stuff like that. And one of the problems of the sequel trilogy was that they failed to create a villain that was more menacing than Palpatine. We thought that Snoke was going to be like that, you know? That's why a lot of people thought that he would maybe Darth Plagueis, because he would be like more threatening than Palpatine, but you wouldn't overshadow Palpatine that much, you know? That was the issue, and of course, Ryan Johnson killed Snoke because he preferred Kyle and stuff like that. Anyway, in the fate of the Jedi series books, Abeloth is introduced because you have the father, you have a sister, and you have a son. Mm -hmm. Right? How is the mother? So the fate of Jedi has introduced this character called Abeloth. She is the mother. She actually was a human servant for the mother's gods. It's basically like we talk about Star Wars Genesis here. So she was a servant for, for the mother's gods. And she was very kind of then. She kind of did the thing of trying to balance the daughter and, and the son that I was always fighting, you know, those children. And But she, she was moral. She was not immortal like the gods. So she would go to a fountain and a pool of knowledge in, and another fountain like like the, the apple in the Genesis. And she would convert into this being called the mother slash Abeloth, which is basically like Palpatine meets the smoke, smoke monster from Lost. She's very powerful. And the whole fate of Jedi series was she bring bot back to the galaxy, creating stuff, destroying Coruscant with her powers, and she couldn't be killed. Actually, Luke would have to join by the end, had to join forces with the new Sith, the one Sith, uh, followed by Darth Crady, to imprison her again. There is a possibility, and if that happens, then I'm going to really clap to Philomi because that would be awesome that because the son is dead, the father is dead, and the daughter is dead, and because we are not in mortars, the place that is calling Balin is the prison of Abeloth. Makes totally sense, because since she can't be killed, the mortars gods had to imprison her far ahead from the galaxy. We are in another galaxy. We are in another planet. 
Mm -hmm. So that's very possibly that they're setting up for the next big bet on Star Wars, especially for the Ray movie even, which is Abeloth. Because Abeloth would be different from Palpatine. She wouldn't be a Sith. She wouldn't overshadow and she would be this entire new thing that is very powerful. It's different, but still, you know, familiar. And it could be a good setup for the future of Star Wars. Because I agree with you, Justin. Balan thinks he's doing something to bring balance to the Force. But that's the whole thing of Abeloth. She seduces both Jedi and Sith to do her bidding just because she needs to escape. She needs to escape and she wants to control the galaxy again. So, yeah. still too sweaty. It's, but it's sweaty. It's very sweaty, but still a possibility that Abeloth, that we are going to see the canon version of, of Abeloth, that we're going to see the mother in, in Star Wars canon. Because it makes total sense. It could be a new villain. She would be not a Sith. She would be a lot of stuff. And one of the things that's actually very interesting, Abeloth uh, design, like her human form, is exactly like Shin. A, a woman with blonde hair, short, exactly like Shin. All right, with that being said, I went ahead and pulled this up real quick because this is something that's interesting. He's looking out from where that thing's pointing at. There's a crystal. If you go back to the Mortis episode, they got the tower or whatever they're in, you know, like their little palace or whatever was actually like uh, this thing that had like this crystal on top. And okay. you can see it shining. It's right above like that where that right. mountain area right there is. You can see that little bright light. Or uh, the volcano and the one ring goes bright in light. There. But yeah, and... That's what she is. Oh, hold on. Thought I had it on her. There goes Shin. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, that stuff makes sense. It does make sense. Um, just straight up. But you see, there's the brother right there next to him. And right. there's the father. And then right here where the sister would be is demolished. And I just think that's some symbolic that, like, he well, thinks he's like doing something. Bodies there, just no head, right? Right, right. So it, it looks like he's going to be good. Or he's trying to do something that he thinks is good, but like she's out of the picture here, right? Which means you got the father that tries to balance, but the only thing he's balancing is evil, right? So whatever they're going to find is going to be something evil. So she has been brought up by a couple of different people um, as far as Abilith goes and could be a possibility and everything else. I mean, I'm interested enough in it to actually like uh, go and uh, actually read that series again. Cause I actually, like, read some, yeah, I actually read some of that and stuff back in the day, but it's been a while. Look, uh, we, we're talking about this, like, in the expanded universe, like, back in the day, the, everything post-Return of Jedi was more trick. Not a lot of people like it. People like Tron. Some people like Dark Empire. I'm not one of them. I didn't like the Papa team clone back then. I didn't like the Rise of Skywalker. Uh -huh. Most of people, I don't think, like, using Vong. So, Abeloth, and it is kind of you know, cheap, bring the Sith back. So Abeloth is actually a pretty good original character that has gravitas, that has menace, that is extremely powerful, way more powerful than Palpatine, and that is different. We talk a lot about Star Wars future. It has, has to go beyond, has to grow beyond 
And Darren, you bring trilogy. up a point. You bring up a point. So, like, some of these people had to stay here because of the simple fact of Balin and Shin getting there. Because, like, so whenever they got to Mortis the first time, you had to have there had to be two Jedi's there to open up the actual thing for them to get in. Mm -hmm. Like, you couldn't just be like by yourself. So mm -hmm. that's to be like at least two of them, which makes sense that Shin's there. You got Balin there. Maybe Balin goes and gets Shin, you know, like if we see something else. Mm -hmm. uh, but but here's the thing. The cool part about this is, is the reason why that planet might be all desolate is on purpose because of the fact that that's where they've imprisoned Abeloth uh -huh. from some time before, a long time ago. And they, did, they imprisoned her on a crappy-ass planet, not even in the galaxy. Like, they wanted her so far away they was able to imprison her somehow uh outside the galaxy and now like you said Balin's kind of filling this thing and and not only that but Abeloth could be tied to the night sisters because yes like the magic that they use is just another version of the force maybe the source of that version of the force is actually Abeloth she may be the goddess that the night sisters the material society actually worship it all makes right. sense into town. But I think what they could get away with that too, because I think like a lot of things in religion, not all religions or whatever, but in a lot of religions, you always have these things that you believe in, but you can't like uh, go and do anything with. So like, for instance, you could have a character like Abeloth be in prison on that planet, but like the Night Sisters kind of do like know about her or whatever, right? But they don't know that she truly is there imprisoned. If you see what yeah. I'm saying, right? Like I, they just, but, but, they believe but, in the... I, they believe in that entity, but they don't believe maybe all like they just don't believe she's actually there. So they never tried to go and like free her or anything. Right. And actually, they might fear her because at least that's what I got from the city that those mothers, the Nazis, they wanted to get out too. you know, they knew that there was something there that like, I don't want to be here, you know. So like, look. It can't just be a sweaty theory. Maybe it's just going to like bring the sun back and redo Mordis and live action again. But like, we're close to have Abeloth being to canon. And I think this would be a huge one for the brand, you know, because Star Wars need an, a villain that is not just a Sith or Dark Fallen Jedi and stuff like that. They do need a new threat that is not bringing Palpatine back, you know. And if they're really going forward with the race, when you, with the when you really movie, break it down, I they might call it something else. You know how they've been doing some of these things. They'll bring yeah, a they don't need to in. call her Abeloth, you know. Right. But they'll bring a character in that's kind of like another character, almost exactly like another character, but then give it another name. They might do something like mm -hmm. that. But I actually think that this uh is pretty good stuff here. And I think it might happen because of the simple fact that like if you pay attention to what Balin was saying during the episode, when he's he's like uh talking about going there and to be where Thrawn is. Uh, she's like, what would happen when we get there? And he's like, uh, if the stories are true, like the greatest power you've ever known. Right. But like, he doesn't really mention Thrawn. He's talking about something else, obviously, that he's trying to get there for. And when he talks about Thrawn, he just says like, what happens if Thrawn gets back or whatever? He's like to some war, uh, to some revenge, you know, that kind of thing. But when he talks about the particular thing he's looking for, he says, uh, what she's Shin's asking him and he's like uh the 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 most powerful thing the the most power that you've ever known so yeah and what would be a great threat to the galaxy if not a, a modest god creating havoc in the star wars universe 
It would be very different. I just think the With, tricky thing is, is the time period because we obviously had the sequel trilogy that's here, so we have to pay attention to the time and Palpatine is up coming back. So, like, like I said, Abathoth gets there's got to be something that keeps her at bay at some point because she obviously isn't around during the sequel trilogy, right? So, if you bring yeah. a character like this or a, a entity like this into the presence, you have to do it super smart. There has to be, uh, a reason why she's not during the sequel trilogy. And I think it would be, well, I don't know. They got like, what is it supposed to be after return of the Jedi? The sequel trilogy starts like 30 years. This, this happens in and five so years. We're only five so years. We're only like five 25 years. After years between the Jedi. There's 25 years. So never mind. Maybe there's enough time that she can come into presence. And then like, you don't have to rush the fact that she has to die or something. Like, oh, I but think I think I, but I, I do think that this actually is a setup for post sequel trilogy. It's being very clear for us that the sequel trilogy is not going to be touched upon uh, sooner rather than later. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, later rather than sooner. Like, took three years between Revenge and the Sith to the the crappy Clone Wars movie. It has been years ever since Rise of Skywalker. It's been done at the sequel trilogy or anything. Related to the secretary has been really touching upon, like just a little nod in Mandalorian. They're not going to like fix the the sequel trilogy anytime soon, as at least as we know of. I do think they are doing a, uh, an extra effort to look not only what the past of Star Wars looks like with the acolyte, but like if they're really going to do a Ray movie and. Oh, thank God they're not going to bring Papa Ting back. They're not going to do the second <laughs> order just to be rebels against Empire, trip on all again. This is their chance. This is that like they have a good opportunity here of mm -hmm. setting up a good a good villain that is not just a Palpatine ripoff. Like yep. that is not just a Sith. No, you agree, want man. something different yeah. but familiar, you have Abeloth or whatever she's going to be called he, in canon version. <laughs> The thing that they've got to do to me is like they should start three things. They should have three things working in the movies behind the scenes. You should have what you're talking about, possibly right at the Filoni leading this charge for like say this like stuff that has to deal around the sequel trilogy, up to the sequel trilogy, maybe even afterwards or whatever, like to keep got, kind of going with some of these characters and stuff they've established and everything else, right? So you mm -hmm. have that. They should be having underdevelopment something in the high republic time which is which is kind of in the, which is in the past but like not super like but this is the first thing so hopefully this is good because if it's bad people ain't going to want to pay attention but there's a really cool bad guy that's a different kind of bad guy that's in the high republic like that's a pretty coolly designed character with a pretty cool design like ragtag group of people that he has that are doing things in that area that seems really cool Right. Like, and this is supposed to be the golden age of like uh, when the Jedi ruled everything kind of thing for a while. The Sith wasn't around all this stuff. So, like, they have this High Republic stuff. They should be having a movie in that period getting set up. And then also they need to just go to Old Republic. And then you kind of have your fans that get what they want. Maybe the sequel stuff is not what they want, but they love the Old Republic. They're going to be there for that. And then some people that just want new stories told in Star Wars and the galaxy that's just in a time period we really haven't touched, you know, as far as movies and stuff. That's the High Republic. That's your chance. And 
you had all those people come up with some pretty cool stories because like i haven't kept up with it 100 percent might have to get back on that train to like keep up with the story but like i said there's a cool bad guy his name is invading my brain right now but there's a cool bad guy that got set up that's totally different from say a palpatine or a, he's not even a sith or whatever but he's this guy that's like the leader of this group of people and, and, and he's kind of set up pretty cool it's kind of like uh, uh yeah i like it i like their design like i said and then but you tell old republic stories man we already got the stuff man oh, Hot yeah. stuff bring that Look, stuff in bring I, that stuff in to to go to our closing talks because this review is almost two hours. Uh, yeah, uh, shit. I but look, this is the last time we're going to talk about Ahsoka. It's the finale, so Mark okay. said ten things. Yeah, they're all important. I would say <laughs> the important stuff. Look, look, I, I I I love the series. Like I really did enjoy it a lot. Is this the best thing ever? I don't know. Like it. Let the, the set of time goes and stuff, so it would rank and stuff like that. But I think as far as the, the series, it's pretty high, you know. I think this series is on par with Ender and Mandalorian season two. I think it's more towards the lane than Bro, the other lane of the other series. From just enjoyment and having fun with it, this series as a whole is an eight to eight and a half. Now, if I was rating episodes, I do think the finale, there, there were some things I didn't like about the finale, uh, like the sped up last 10, 15 minutes. There was just a couple of things that I didn't think was the greatest thing in the world that knocks it down a couple of points. It would have, it would have been like a, a middle of the road episode to me. Uh, sometimes it's hard to hit that finale perfectly anyway, but uh, still a series as a whole enjoyment factor as a whole, eight, eight and a half. I, I enjoyed the series, had fun yeah. watching it. There were great moments. I, I didn't think there was anything that you could like tear apart. They didn't like, like I said, I was scared about the Sabine character becoming like, an overpowered superhero with the force and that doesn't happen. So I think that's cool. Uh, I liked all the actors. I thought that was stuff was good. The stuff that was in it looked good. The fight scenes were maybe not John Wick quality, but still as hell for Star Wars. They're good guys. They're, like I said, I'm on a big ass ran earlier, but they are good for Star Wars. Had no, fun. No, we got look, troopers. Besides the Obi-Wan's fight, you know, going to where I think a lot of people at least can agree that those fights are very good. Like there wasn't that many action pieces in this Star Wars series, you know, like oh my god, the greatest thing in the world, you know. So I, was, I thought that I was we got saber on saber action multiple times in this. The bad yeah. guys yeah. were cool and interesting. Like, what do, and what do you want from Star Wars? What do you guys want from Star Wars? You get lightsaber fights, you get spaceship fights, you get robots, you get weird dudes, you get uh, intriguing villains, you you get everything in the show. Everything yeah. in Star Wars is in the show. It's great. Yeah, it's solid. I think it's very solid. Uh, uh, I said this before. I do think that the most important series for Star Wars actually is not this one. Is the next one I'm going to get, Acolyte. Do think that this series, the there's a lot, there's a lot of pressure on this series because the future of the brand. I think depends a lot on the success of the quality of that series. But that being said, it. Snark E1. I really felt it. About the Acolyte, I'm worried. I almost wanted to shut the acolyte down. Don't even put it out, to be honest. Look, I'm getting look, it's not you won. Uh, I thought this series was going to be one off, just like Obi Wan. I was wrong. The series definitely set up a second season. Like I said, I do think that the Filoni movie is going to be Tron and the Galaxy and the second season. Uh, what's happening uh, in this in this uh, planet, this new Galaxy and stuff like that? I really like. I really enjoy. But Justin, like I said, bro. Acolyte has to be good. 
I'm worried. It has they to. Need to they need to kill the project. I'm, I'm because if you acolyte's not good, say goodbye to all Look, the public. I started stuff. digging into acolyte. The idea of being in the High Republic area, which is something I think is cool and interesting and stuff like that, is towards the end of the High Republic area. I think they. I even didn't mind the one of the leaders of the show saying it was Frozen mixed with Kill Bill. Like when I heard Frozen, I almost died when I when I heard that part. I, Let I was, it go, I, Justin. Listen, Let when I heard go. that part, I almost took a flight to wherever <laughs> they were at because I was ready to whoop some ass when I heard, like, what? Frozen? What the hell? This is Star Wars. But then they said Kill Bill, which I'm super cool with. Mm-hmm. Look. Right? So, like, I'm cool with that stuff. But then I was, like, started diving into the – started diving into, like, the show creators and stuff like that. And, like, there's not a lot of experience. Now that doesn't mean it's going to be bad. That doesn't automatically mean it's not going to be good. Uh, some people go out there and hit grand slams or first time to the plate, right? But a lot Look, of times, a lot of times, snark, you know, I do think baseball, they strike out. Okay. Yeah, uh, no, of course it's not. It's not as apocalyptic. Not like this series sucks. was it's over. No, but like I do think that, especially me and Justin, that's been waiting. So for so long in our lives to see old Republic stuff, doing a good High Republic series is like it, it, it furthers this dream come true, you know. Oh, if it they, if they kill happening. it, if it's a great show, I'm rooting for it to be the best show I've ever seen. Because you're right, if it does, people they're going to get closer and closer to Old Republic uh, because they'll be like, oh shoot, they really paid attention. I, but I am scared. I'm worried. Uh, they might just need to cut the project. Because I agree with you, Danny. It's going to be important, man. So if you're gonna do it, it's gotta be good. And especially man. You gotta, the series, the series is being sold as a dark side. You know story. what they should do? Look, people over there at uh, Lucasfilm, you need to let me and Danny have a private screening. We won't tell nobody about nothing. <laughs> yeah. You let me and Danny watch it, and then we give it the okay or not okay. If we if we yeah. say it's if we say don't release it, you need to chop it up, throw it in the bin. All right? Just don't yeah. do it. Now right? look. Uh, uh, I think Ahsoka is bringing people back, man, with Anakin and stuff. Be real, real here. I think this is a show that maybe it didn't get watched by millions upon millions upon p- millions when it got released on about Ahsoka. But I do think it's more and more people hear about it. More and more people go watch it on the streaming service and stuff like that. The popularity gets bigger. I do think this was a good enough show to start drawing people in. Drawing people in are inter- interested. Probably even bringing a lot of excitement to Star Wars. So I do think the next project's got to be good. It's got. Yep. This is the time. This is the time, man, to get people excited again. This is that time. This is that moment. Yes. I yes. don't screw it up, Filoni. Don't screw yeah. it up. I call it, and, yeah. and remember, Acolyte is so to be because probably is going to be about Asif Apprentice during the role of two, so she can be redeemed. That would create a lot of problems. So this show only has to be good. Has to keep its promise. I don't want a protagonist that in the middle of the show gets redeemed again. Now, Battlefront 2, the newer game, got so that it's going to be an imperial uh, story. Like, That's a cool character. Though, yeah, right? yeah, but it was so that it's going to be imperial about the bad guys and stuff, just like the second Battlefront, the classic one, and, and three missions on you, she's a rep. Yeah. We need a dark side story from, me, from beginning to end. So, Acolyte, a lot of pressure. A lot of pressure on the show. The feature Star Wars. Yeah, kind of on it. Let me and Danny pre-screen it, man. That's what we got to do, man. Just let us okay. in. Let's let us in. Let's me and, and let we can watch it with George Lucas, right? 
Hmm. There's three people. There's three votes. Me, Danny, and George. We sit down. We go in it open-minded. We watch it. And if we don't approve, if two out of the three don't approve, kick it out. Wow. We don't need to release it. We don't need to put how it about out. You, that's, that's democratic. It's democratic of you guys. How about, you, how about your closing and closing thoughts, Snack? Uh, for the show, uh, it was a wonderful show. Uh, yeah, like uh, having uh, two people trapped also, or having half the cast basically trapped on the other side of the galaxy. I also called that. I'd like to say that. Yep. Uh, yeah, you I, called that. Uh, yeah, so it took Thrawn, as smart as he was, never figured out how to get over. So it's gonna. So how they get back has to do something mystical. So if they're going to fight your smoke lady, uh, like a, yeah, Ahsoka's Ahsoka's got to you know she's got to get imbued with some kind of power somewhere. So that owl guy is gonna is gonna play owl a big girl. part. Yeah, owl girl is gonna play a big part uh, in this uh, in this next season. I am sure. I'm sure I will learn more about Owly. Because that's yeah, right yeah. now. Uh, closing thoughts, Justin. Man, it like I said, show great. I liked it eight eight and a half. Like, give it some things. There was a couple of drawbacks, but like, uh, it is what it is. Like, I won't even think about those drawbacks as if we get a season two or even the movie and like Balin, you know, they they uh, they need to recast. I'm sorry, but they got to. Got it. Uh, got, got I to put feel somebody a little bit out early to talk about that, but yeah. They, no, no, I'm saying they got to recast them. I got to see what this story it is. I can't just end it where it's at right now. I got to see the rest of the story, guys. And I, I you know, let's let's do it correctly let's do it respectfully but we need to do that uh i and, and i won't even think right if, if they do that if his part of the story they do good from here on out i won't even think about the fact that he was barely in this last episode because i'd be like oh yeah this is good this is good give me more all right so cool that kind of stuff right there let's see where that's going i can't wait to see where it's going but the lore reminded me of old school star wars the lore of this setting up the, the reason why we could talk about this episode for almost two hours and this season for a long period of time like we have right here mm-hmm. on the youtube space is because of the simple fact that the lore in this season was super good man like yes. you can build upon that you know me you and danny or me and danny at least i don't know if snark's gonna join us but we could talk about <laughs> all these things with mortis we could talk about all the things that thrawn could be doing we could talk about all the things tonight all these things that they have set up is something that we could get excited about talking about Star yes. Wars about and, and and coming up. But listen, people, y'all did this shit for the sequel trilogy. That's part of the reason why some of you people didn't like it as much as you could have. Everything in there. You can come up with your little personal thoughts, personal stories. You can come up with your, your head cannon. But I want you to remember this. One more time. We're doing it three times. This is the last time tonight. Oh my God. I want you, I want you to remember this, guys. The trilogy of our very own. Listen, you can do whatever you want to, man. Write it. You can even create your own make-believe comic book in your little you know, notepad. There's a reason why you ain't writing stories. Because you're stupid. Because <laughs> you're dumb as hell. All right. There's a reason why your head cannon is head cannon and it's called fan fiction. Cause your ass suck. If you didn't suck at it. You would be having your ass a job running Star Wars right now, for God's yeah. sakes. Mm-hmm. You'd be the Pablo Hildalgo, you know what I'm saying? But Ooh. you ain't. But you ain't. You suck. You're not a, Pablo Hildalgo is not a writer, though. Like. Listen, man, you suck. Y'all people flim-flam all over the place, flippity-floppy. Wow. Flippity-floppy. 
I love all the expanded universe. Oh, they killed Chewbacca with a moon. Nah, well, you know, that part of it. <laughs> they brought, you know, well, they brought you know, Palpatine back. Oh, in the back sequel to... trilogy, they brought Palpatine back. How stupid is that? But in the expanded universe, they brought Palpatine back. They make look the dark, the dark side. The Dark Empire, they brought him back. They brought a guy in there named Luke. That was, was in the just... Throne trilogy. That yeah. wasn't the Tron trilogy. <laughs> yeah. Luke that, is the Tron trilogy. Yeah, that's just Luke, guys. If you didn't know, that's just Luke spelled with like seven U's instead of one. Okay. Yeah. Like, so even the Thrawn trilogy, Hair to the Empire, had something like that in it, guys. And and you guys want to nitpick and everything. You shut the hell. Trained him by Timo Zong, by the way. Timo Zong created Luke. Be happy you got the death troopers. Be happy, right? So be happy you got the yeah. death troopers. And zombies. Uh, before before we go, just a quick announcement as Nark and I, because you know, in current relations with Ahsoka, and we're going to do an Eldra and Snark talking about Star Wars games mm-hmm. on Twitch. Yep. It has to be on Friday. We have to talk about this, Nark. I wanted to talk before <laughs> the show, but we don't have time. But yeah, I need to do it on Friday actually. But that but join on Twitch, guys, because it's going to be fun. We have a lot to talk about, especially senior ending about the last decade of Star Wars games and how the might has fallen. I'll say it like that. But look, good, good series. Probably going to talk about it more in the future. Yeah. See how it ranks and stuff. It was a pleasure doing this with you, gentlemen. Mm-hmm. It was last fun. one, last one for a little while. <sighs> I mean, the channel is going to be covering Loki. That'll be the next thing. To get oh started. yeah, I want to do that. Snack, you want to do that too, right? Sure. You told me that you wanted to do it. Yeah, I said sure. Sure, me. sure, sure, like absolutely in Canadian. Yeah, probably. Yeah, maybe sure, Justin yeah. will join too. You know, I might be able I like, to. Um, I like I like Justin ranting about Marvel stuff. Yeah, man, Marvel sucks. Woo, nah, I ain't Marvel don't suck yet, but it's getting there, guys. It's getting there. Wait, wait, now. we'll see. Yeah. So listen. Turn to El Jarian yeah, yeah. Snark, guys. We're going to have a good talk about yeah. Star Wars games. Yeah, that'll be fun. Somebody got to die in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I want heads to roll. Good guys. Not bad guys. I want good guys. I want death. Death and destruction. And suffering. Yes, and suffering. Lots of So you want somebody eviscerated is what you want. I want want somebody blown up. I want one of the biggest characters they got right now just to be like hit with a damn bomb right on top of their head and their body explodes. Oh my goodness gracious. Because they owe it to us, man. We've had to sit through these little lollipop licking movies where where nobody gets hurt and they beat the baddest of the bad guy. Ant-Man. Ant-Man's ass beating one of the biggest bad guys walking around. Save it for Loki. Save it for Loki. By the way, the screenwriter and the screenwriter of the Ant movie, he, he got fired. Right, he, he got fired from he Secret should. Wars. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, canning for the look review that's going to happen at some point after what well, the show is tomorrow. No, it's Thursday. Tomorrow. I tell you what, though, as we get out of here at the very end of Ahsoka, we saw that very, very sexy, blonde-headed Anakin Skywalker, Lord Vader, and you know what? He was probably one of the most evil guys you've ever known. In anything cinematic universe right but even though he was evil he was still walking around this earth being sexy so do you guys be like anakin be sexy <laughs> <laughs>